This podcast is brought to you by lineupmedia.fm. And the Oilers get it back. And now McDavid. Here is Dreisaitl. In front, wide open, Jake Allen stop Larson. Are you sick and tired of biased hockey talk? Then you have come to the right place. The Drop focuses on the St. Louis Blues, but we also delve into other news from around the NHL. So tell the ref you don't mind the game misconduct penalty. You are headed to the locker room anyway to listen to The Drop. Here's your host, Lance Descott. It is time for another episode of The Drop Podcast, and you guys know what that means. We're going to be recapping a Blues game, going over the game in depth, also talking about a few other things besides the game. So let's get right into it. All season long, I've been getting a lot of people uh, emailing me directly, direct messages on Twitter and also other platforms. And they've asked me one question. Who would I rather have in goal right now, Carter Hutton or Jake Allen? I love Carter Hutton. I think he's a pretty good goalie. Is he a great goalie? No. I think sometimes people look at goalies that leave a team that had a fan base that loved them. They tend to overhype that goaltender. So I thought I would come up with a little bit of a stat here. I'm also getting emails of why I defend Jake Allen, why I mention it on most of my shows. And I respond to most people via email that as long as he is playing well and not costing the Blues games, I'm going to defend him. If he gets in the wrong position, takes the wrong angle to a puck and allows a goal, I ain't going to defend him. Simple as that. But if a defenseman does not take a guy out of the front of the net and leave him alone and the goal is allowed, I have nothing there to defend. It's not Jake Allen's fault. If a puck is going one way and it hits a player or hits a stick and it gets past Jake Allen, I'm going to defend him because that's not his fault. If a puck gets shot in and it goes over and hits the glass and winds up hitting on his back and going in the goal, i.e. Vancouver game, I'm not going to blame him for that. I call it like it is. Some people continue to say he's a terrible goalie. And they accuse me of saying he's a great goalie. I've never said Jake Allen's a great goalie. The only thing I've said is he is part of the problem sometimes when it comes to the Blues losing. But he's not fully responsible for most of the games he loses. There are a few games he's played this year where he was just crap. And he deserved the loss. But for the most part, it's been the team playing in front of him that has caused most of his losses. Now, I'm going to get into these stats. One of them doesn't look real favorably on Jake Allen, but in my mind, it really doesn't look great on Carter Hutton either. But the stat that is glaring here to me over these last 15 games, this stat is going to be based on the last 15 games Carter Hutton started and Jake Allen started. In the last 15 games, including last night's game against Edmonton, Jake Allen has a goals against of 2.13. However, you would think that the world's coming to an end. That all six losses in that 15-game stretch are Jake Allen's fault. Are they really? Well, let's think about this. Some of them might be his fault. But there's two of them that definitely are not his fault. 11-14 against Chicago, November 14th. He lost allowing one goal. On the 19th of the same month, he lost while allowing one goal. 
And he's lost a couple other ones, allowing three goals. Three goals isn't great. It's not four or five, like some people will want you to believe, that he gives up every game. Was he terrible at the first of the year? He wasn't great at the first of the year. But then again, out of his first 11 games, the team wasn't really supporting him. He had some bad games, don't get me wrong. So the first part of the season was not good for him, regardless of whether you can say the team caused some of the losses or if you can say Jake caused some of the losses. Over the last 15 games, Jake has really been great. I keep seeing him where he's paid like a top goaltender. He needs to start earning his pay. But before you make a statement on how much he makes, you need to look it up. He makes around $4.3 million a year, which is 20th in the league. So there are 19 other goalies paid more than him. So that whole thing about, oh my God, he didn't deserve this contract he got. He's just terrible. I can't believe how bad he is. What is going on? This is just nuts. They should have never given him that big high-end contract. They shouldn't have done it. Are you guys aware of something? In his career, he's played 245 games. He's won 28, 80, and 19. And had 17 shutouts, which puts him third on the list all-time with the Blues. Guess what his goals against average is? Eh, a lot of you out there are going to say, oh, it's around three. It's 3.1, 3.2. His goals against is 2.54 for the whole time he's been in the league. That, my friends, is pretty respectable. Is it the top goalie in the league? No, but that's pretty good. That puts him definitely in the top half of the league, if not a little bit better than that, over the last five years. Actually, over the last six years. And that's including this year. So, 2.54 goals against in 245 games with a 9-11 save percentage. 9-11 save percentage is average at best. But people act like this guy is the worst goalie ever. Do you not remember a couple years ago in the playoffs against Minnesota how great he played? If it wasn't for him, the Blues get blown out in that series, and it's probably over in four or five games. And although they really got beat up against Nashville when Nashville went on to the Stanley Cup Finals that year, Jake kept the team in most games. The reason they lost was not Jake Allen. Some people say it was, but it wasn't. So before everybody starts talking about how great Carter Hutton is and the Blues were wrong for getting rid of him, please look at some of the stats before you make that decision. Don't come out with stuff that he's paid like a top goaltender. He needs to start performing like a top goaltender. They shouldn't have paid him what they paid him. It's just ridiculous stuff. But please, before you make a statement about how bad Jake Allen is, and man, I wish we had Carter Hutton back, look at the stats before you say that, please. Now, that goals against stat is in Jake Allen's favor. The save percentage stat is not. His safe percentage is lower than Carter Hutton's. And I'm not going to hide that fact, and I'm not going to lie about it. But goals against is key, too. Right now, over the last 15 games, I would rather have Jake Allen than Carter Hutton. Disagree? Don't disagree? Let me know. Going into this game against the Oilers, we know the Blues up and down. They get a bad, bad loss. They look bad. What do they normally do the next game? Normally, they come back and they're at least competitive or win that game. Well, I'm going to tell you what, they looked really good against the Oilers. It wasn't their best game, but it was a strong 60 minutes of hockey. Had a few spots where they made some mistakes, but the Oilers just couldn't take advantage of them. And Jake Allen played great, as you heard that clip at the beginning of the show. 
So let's go ahead and get into the highlights where David Perron puts the Blues up in the first period on a great goal. Oilers' last game was Sunday, a 4-2 loss in Vancouver. And now Perron flies in, and he scores off the goalpost. What a shot by DP57, and the Blues lead 1-0. All starts with some good defending off the minor penalty. Too many men on the ice, and Jake Allen makes a couple of good saves. He got some help around his own net. And even though there was a lot of puck possession time in the D zone, the St. Louis Blues kill it off, and then off they go to the races. A shot from the outside. And maybe the defenseman, Caleb Jones, does he get? Nope, the stick doesn't get in the way whatsoever. What a release from David Perron. He rolls that off the tip of that blade, brings it back in, and just lets her rip off the post. The Blues had just come off of a too many men on the ice penalty. How many times are this team going to do that this year? That is a lack of discipline, and something really needs to be fixed about it. There's teams full of young kids that don't make this many mistakes like this. But the Blues came back. Perron brought the puck over, and he beat Talbot on the stick side. Talbot took a bad, bad angle to that puck, and he paid for it, and the Blues are up one to nothing. That goal by Perron would be his 11th. Bomeister gets his 5th assist. Shin gets his 12th assist. 8 minutes and 12 seconds in was the goal, and the Blues are up one to nothing. The Blues played a very strong first period defensively and offensively. They challenged Talbot. They got 13 shots on goal to Edmonton's eight, and they move on to the second, up one to nothing. This is what this team needs to do, is to play strong defensively and take it from there. If they can play strong defensively, strong in front of the net, and take the body, this team's going to be successful. I thought the Blues had a good second period too, but Edmonton would finally get one past Jake Allen and make it a one-to-one game. Frank Kajula looks up top for Jones. Jones fanned on it. Got it deep, though. Kara waits, spins against Jaden Schwartz. Kara. Puyarvi scores! Yes, Puyarvi! Some real solid work in the offensive zone by Kara to keep this play alive. Little puck protection. This is the next step for Yesa Puyarvi. Getting himself into spots to shoot that puck and pull the trigger. Perfect opportunity for him right there. We just talked about Chase on the way he shoots the puck for Puyarvi. This is what he's going to start doing here. Puyarvi just put it right past Jake Allen's glove side. I don't think Jake had the correct angle on that one. It gets past him, and that one is on Jake Allen. The Blues are playing pretty good defensively. They were following their guys. They were around where they needed to be. Jesse Puyarvi gets his third goal of the year. Kara gets his 11th assist, and Jones gets his first assist of the year. Seven minutes, 25 seconds in, we're tied 1-1. to Edmonton did outshoot the Blues in this period, 9-6. to The Blues needed to get more shots on goal in this period for sure. But the Blues did very good defensively in this period and allowed Edmonton, like I said, just nine shots on goal. The Blues going into the third wanted to take over the game, and indeed they did just a couple minutes in. Pat Maroon gets his second goal of the year to make it 2-1. to Good guys. To get it out and an opportunity for Thomas. Thomas, nice move, right out in front it comes. Trying to jam it home is Bozak. The owners get the whistle, Cam Talbot down. The puck is in that pile somewhere. Take a look at this, Louis. The puck crossed the line. That's what they're looking at right now. They're taking a long look at this one to make sure that it didn't cross the line. But in that hole, I called it the mosh pit. 
it's also the, when the intent to blow the whistle was for the referee. So, I mean, from those looks, I don't see anything cross the line, and there was some pushing there by Bozak for sure into the pad of Talbot. Kyle Raymond has got the headset on as they look at this play with 17.41 left to go in a 1-1 contest. Well, there's no question the pad is inside. It's under the M of the left pad of Cam Talbot. You can see the edge of the puck kind of sticking out right there as he takes his pad off of it. After video review, it's determined that the play, the puck crossed the goal line, therefore it's a good goal. Wow. I got to tell you, unless they're seeing a different angle than me, I don't know how they can override the call on the ice that was no goal. A great entry into the zone by Thomas. This kid's going to be really, really good. Brings it towards the net. It rolls off his stick, goes to Puyarvi, hits off of him, gets into Talbot. The puck is in the open. Maroon comes in, keeps hitting at it and hitting at it and hitting at it, and he puts it past Talbot for the goal. That puts the Blues up 2-1. to one. Maroon will get his second goal of the year. Thomas, with the effort of bringing it into the zone, gets his eighth assist. Bozak gets his tenth assist. And the Blues are up 2-1, two, 2 minutes, 19 seconds into the third period. Edmonton's not going to just stop at that. They're going to continue to put pressure on Jake Allen, and Jake had to come up with a huge save. And the Oilers get it back. And now McDavid. Here is Dreisaitl. In front, wide open, Jake Allen stopped Larson. Huge save by Jake to keep it at 2-1. to one. But that 2-1 to lead wouldn't last very long when Vladimir Tarasenko finally gets a goal and ends his drought to make it 3-1 to one Blues. Now two and a half minutes left in the Blues power play. The major to Kara. And played in for Schwartz. Now to Shan. Pass in front. Tarasenko shoots. He scores! Tarasenko gets a huge goal. His first in eight games. And the Blues take a 3-1 to lead. Knocking on the door this line. They get it. With the man advantage, certainly making Kara pay a price with that five-minute major. Good release here by Vladdy Tarasenko. I think he's had a real good hockey game here. The entry into the zone was close to being offside. The pass across, one quick play. Yeah, that was very, very close from being offside. But it wasn't. Great pass from Shin to Tarasenko. Tarasenko gets his 10th goal of the year. Shin gets his 13th assist. Schwartz gets his 11th assist. 11 minutes, 43 seconds in. Power play goal. The Blues are up 3-1. to one. Edmonton would pull their goalie late, but Jaden Schwartz would get an empty netter, his third goal of the year, and Shim would get a 14th assist. O'Reilly would add an assist on that empty netter, also his 19th. 18 minutes, 9 seconds in. The Blues are up 4-1, to one, and that would be the score to end the game. Let's head to the stats of the game. The Blues had 30 shots on goal. The Oilers had 23. Face-offs 52% for the Blues, 48% for the Oilers. Power plays, the Blues were 1 for 3. The Oilers were 0 for 5. The Blues have got to stop giving up so many penalties. Hits, the Blues had 34 to the Oilers, 21. Blocks, the Oilers had 18 to the Blues, 11. Let's get to hear what the players and Coach Berube think. And the players we're going to hear from before we hear from Berube are David Perron, Pat Maroon, and of course, Jake Allen, who had a huge game. David, a lot of people are giving up on this team. Look like looks like you guys aren't. <laughs> I don't know what to answer. Should, should we give up? What do you mean? Like I don't know. I think there's a lot of hockey to be played, and 
you look at the standings, and we, we're not where we want to be, but some, we have some games in the in hand on the, some teams, and uh, we can do some damage if we start playing the right way and being consistent. We, uh, take us through your first goal. Uh, obviously, big to get to get that yeah. lead there. No, I mean it's from the start. Like Shannon kept the puck in uh, instead of putting it deep there. Uh, made a nice play back to Bo, and then just kind of went up the ice and had a couple goals last year like that, kind of pulling uh, pulling it around the stick and going far side. And uh, yeah, I mean, uh, you shoot to score, and the, the, this time it worked. Yeah, we played a full 60 minutes. Our PK was our best best opponent. We shut down a really good power play, and our power play stepped up when we needed to. And that's what it's all about. We talked about this last week, I don't know, a couple of days ago, where our PK wasn't good. But our power play was terrible, so um, tonight we had the best of the worlds, and I thought the boys did a really good job of playing a full 60 minutes. What did you see on Sorry, go ahead. Good, go ahead. Uh, good, just your goal, and what did you see on it? And oh, I just, Tomer and Bozak made a good play. Tomer made a great move to take it to the net. Um, I just saw it laying there. I just kind of jabbed my puck away, and right when I hit it, I can tell it went right in. And I made sure to tell Kyle to look at it because I was anxious. I think our line's been brilliant, really strong. We've been getting some really good opportunities. It's just we haven't broken through yet, and hopefully tonight we'll change that. The the review took so long. Were you, were you starting to maybe worry or get concerned that uh, maybe they weren't going to count it? I think the longer it goes, the better it is for us. I think if it goes longer, they're obviously they're making a decision of what if it crossed the line or not, and obviously. I went long to see if it was a goaltender interference too. So uh, I'm just glad we found a way tonight. I think, like I said, our linemates, my linemates have been playing really strong, and I'm just glad we broke through tonight. Uh, great response for you guys after uh, after Sunday. What do you, what do you think uh, went into it? Yeah, you know, I think that's a game, uh, that's a performance that we should expect out of ourselves night, out of ourselves and our group nightly. You know, uh, keep ourselves to high standards, and uh, it was a whirlwind of a couple of days. It was it was emotional. Uh, you know, guys were fired up. It wasn't it wasn't a good mood around the room the last couple of days, but you know, we we had a good uh, good meeting yesterday and regrouped ourselves and. You know, we wanted to finish off this this uh, trip before Christmas in, in the right way, and it's a good start. They made the right call. They made the right call. Yeah. So, um, you know, the guy would have had to touch the puck while the guy was still on the ice changing there. We thought he had the one foot, but uh, he didn't. So it was the right call by the uh, linesman. Oh, on the on the, on yeah. the offsides, yeah. How about the the long another long review on the uh, Pat Murray yeah, goal? Um, well, we couldn't really see, uh, you know, on the bench. If the puck, like we we didn't have the view that they had, obviously, but uh, you know it's good. It was uh, you know obviously a big turning point in the game. Yeah, that uh, the deadline did a good job and got a big goal for us at a big time. Five penalties for yeah. you guys tonight. Yeah. Well, yeah, five penalties. I mean, we gotta we gotta do a better job. Um, you know, I'll take the I'll take the blame on the line change. Okay, but uh, we gotta we gotta do a better job in the penalties. Did what? Did you just just. It, it was just it, it just happened, but I'll take the heat on that one. Okay. Uh, what do you think overall of the response after well, what happened? Yeah, so? it was a real solid team effort. I thought that you know, man to man, you know, everybody was dialed in and played a real solid game uh, for 60 minutes. Um, you know, special teams were big. We scored a big power play goal. Um, penalty kill was excellent. Guys. Guys did a great job on the McDavid line when whoever was out there against them. I thought Perinko and Edmondson did a fantastic job against those guys tonight. What uh, can you say about Maroon, who's obviously struggled? He gets to the net and well, makes his it game's happen. getting better and better. I think. I think he's, 
you know, he's doing a real good job working the puck down low in the offensive zone and just being a big body there and controlling the play down there. And he got rewarded tonight. Defensively, I guess, what was the key? You guys played a really good defensive game today. Didn't give much. I think that um, we did a great job with the puck, first of all. Like, when you have the puck and they don't, that's playing good defense. And I thought the guys that were out there, you know, against the McDavid line, had the puck, cycled it, worked it down low. We talked about ozone time tonight. Um, not just kind of a one and done. Working the puck, getting it back, and did a good job of that. Tirasenko, he, he can tend to score goals in bunches. Uh, you think this might help him out here? Yeah, I think I thought he had a real good game. I thought his effort was excellent and uh, competed hard, played a solid 200-foot game. First of all, I love to hear some of the positive attitude. The question to Perron, and he laughed, you know, what are we supposed to do, just, just give up? Or I really like that from the players. Um, no, you're not supposed to give up, of course. Uh, they've been playing bad. This team is really going to have to play lights out to get into the playoffs. And I think most of the players know that. Can they do it? In all honesty, I'm not sure. If they play like they did last night, yeah, they can do it. If they played like they did against the Flames, no. If they play that way more often than the way they played last night, they're not making the playoffs this year. But I love to see the effort. Strong defensively. That first line for the Blues with Tarasenko, Shen, and Schwartz should have been put back together and kept together a long time back. I think, it, they, I think they work well off of each other. Hopefully Tarasenko can take this effort that he had last night, which I thought he was all over the ice, and can add to it, can get goals in bunches, because he is that type of scorer that that happens. He'll get five goals in three games, six goals in four games, three goals in two games, so on and so forth. The Blues really need him to start showing up more often than not. If he can do that, they can keep the line together. They can play strong defensively, especially in front of Jake Allen. This team can win games. I've said that all year long. When this team plays their game, they can beat anybody. It's when they get lazy, lackadaisical, they act like they don't care, they stop skating, they stop taking their man, that's when this team runs into issues. Am I optimistic that last night is what we're going to see most often going forward? No, I'm not. And I don't think anybody can be that way. Can we all hope for it? Yes. But for anyone to say last night is what the St. Louis Blues are for the rest of the season, I think that would be very premature to say that. If they come in in the next five, six games and win four or five of them and cut down on mistakes and look good, then I think we can start saying this team is playing like they should. But before that, I just don't think we can say it. I'm going to take the next 10 games and see how this team does. If in the next 10 games they're 6-4 and four or under, I think it's going to be totally impossible for them to make the playoffs. But like any Blues fan out there, everybody listening to the show, members of the media, fans that go to every game, we all hope they can. Thank you so much again for joining me for this episode of the Drop Podcast. I appreciate all of you guys. Until next time, stay healthy, stay happy, and of course, let's go Blues. 
Thank you for joining us for this episode of The Drop Podcast. To get more of The Drop, check out our website at droppodcast.com. You can also find us on Google Play, iTunes, and the iHeartRadio app. You can follow us on Instagram at the.drop.podcast or on Twitter at Drop Hockey Show. You can email The Drop Podcast or host Lance DeScott at lanced at droppodcast.com. To find out more about Lineup Media, go to lineupmedia.fm. Until next time, let's go Blues! This podcast was a presentation of lineupmedia.fm.